0: In Titus 2, older women are commanded to teach what is good so they can help younger women love their husbands and children. On today's show, you'll hear from older women who will share timeless, relevant biblical wisdom and personal, profound life experiences to help answer your questions and teach what God says is good so you can be the wife and mother you were created to be welcome to another episode of older women likewise
1: Good evening. Thank you for all our viewers who are here with us this evening and with Cindy and Ashley. That's Ashley, even with the hat pulled down. So (laughs) we're going to learn about that though. But we appreciate you being with us and listening on the podcast. We are recording this, uh, but look forward to reading your comments when it airs. Tonight, we're going to be talking about Jesus starting in Capernaum from our tour. This would have been Tuesday afternoon and then on into Northern Galilee. Uh, Cindy, how are things going for you?
2: Things are going great. We are spending just about an entire month in New Mexico. So we have been hiking around a lot of ruins of ancient people and amazing pottery and shards all over the place. You know, you can't help but step on them. There's so many and, you know, so tempting to take them as souvenirs, but they really want you to leave those where they're at. So other people can enjoy them. And it's just been really, really fascinating. You know, we went to the balloon festival and we even visited Los Alamos. And so we learned about the Manhattan Project and that era and just the amazing providence of God of allowing us to accomplish, you know, what was accomplished and the result of that being just a safer world for everyone really so so that was very very informative and i'm noticing ashley ashley you have a very familiar hat on tonight this this hat came along for the trip what
0: tell us about this special hat so um one of the things on the packing list is a hat because it's hot and sunny and so because i had little costume vibes for my outfits <laughs> this was part of my going to jerusalem hat and i embroidered on the side of it it yeah. says the word remnant and then yeah. it has a reference of joel two thirty two, which reads and it shall come to pass that everyone who calls on the name of the lord shall be saved for in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem, there shall be those who escape as the Lord has said. And among the survivors shall be those whom the Lord calls. And so I just was having my own Bible geek out moment of (laughs) being new covenant Bibles written hindsight's 2020 I'm in Jerusalem and I'm part of the remnant of this generation.
1: And so,
2: Yes. A child of Abraham by faith.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, let's jump into our program this evening. Um, uh, We always think of the old serials where it says when last we left our heroine, she was, you know, so we were just (laughs) getting ready from last time to go into Capernaum. Uh, And this is some uh, pictures here about it. This is. Not Capernaum like we're used to seeing it, but Capernaum, Capernaum, uh, uh, I Capernaum. can't remember the, the name why it was that. Um, but I've also included a map for our viewers to see where we were in reference okay. to uh, the Sea of Galilee.
2: <clears throat> Handy. Yeah, so this is going to be, uh, we're going to stop by Peter's house. Where his mother-in-law was ill and she was healed. And that was right next to a synagogue, if I remember correctly. What do you guys remember about this location?
0: I think one of the reasons that they say that it's traditionally Peter's house is because um, it was rebuilt and rebuilt and rebuilt and rebuilt as a place and known as a place of worship. Um, during the Byzantine period Mm -hmm. I think maybe the Crusader Mm -hmm. period and so the fact that this location was the location that people kept building on implies that it was of some spiritual significance similar to why um, the Church of the Holy Sepulchre Mm -hmm. is in Uh a significant place because people keep building um, on the same sites and right across the street from this was a synagogue where the foundation of it was from the first century, but Mm -hmm. it was rebuilt on top of it was um, later.
1: Right. Yeah. uh, The fourth century Christians uh, believed it to be his home. Uh, And so it it was a, a structure over top of this to keep the rain, I guess, and the elements from destroying it, eroding it any more than, than what it was, so um, it's uh, you know it must have really been interesting to see the structure. But again, it's it's hard to know how much was original and and so forth. Um, Jesus did many miracles in Capernaum, uh, and that was some people say it was his home base where he came back to. You know, and we read a lot about the things that he did in Capernaum. Uh, we, uh, you mentioned the, um, uh, let me see here, the synagogue. Uh, the uh, It's called the White Synagogue, uh, built on the foundation of a first century synagogue. And it may well be that Jesus taught at this synagogue uh, because he went around and taught in the synagogue in Capernaum, uh, some more pictures of the ruins and um, the... Um, this synagogue is made with um black basalt yes because uh, it doesn't have that white uh and i'm but sorry words are i'm losing the words um uh-huh. but uh, of the different you know the white stone that was marble that was so pretty
2: yeah.
0: Yeah, basalt was easy to find in that area. Mm-hmm. It's like a lava rock, kind of. So yeah. a lot of the buildings in that area were built from the materials that were easy to source. And then you'd have rich empires like Rome importing stuff in from mm-hmm. Egypt and whatever. So that's uh, a lot of it was made locally.
1: I see. Uh, um, next, uh, the Sea of Galilee. Uh, and a lovely picture, yeah, and, you know, I just love your pictures, y'all were having such a wonderful time, it was just, it just makes me so happy to, to see the joy um, that you all had, and others, you know, in the tour as well, Oh, they're just not on our program, that, uh, you know, had such a joy of being uh, in the, in place there, the Sea of Galilee, and Wallace had made notes, um, A site where five springs flow into it, making a good fishing spot, traditional site where the resurrected Jesus cooked a meal. Uh, That's notes from Wallace's picture. Um, Yes, when the disciples
2: are fishing, they're sad about everything that's transpired there. And so they're out fishing like they did even before Jesus you know brought them into their his ministry and then they see him he's cooking fish on the beach there and is this when Simon is so excited to see him he just casts off his outer layer and just swims to the beach as fast as he can and there um some believe that this is the location where Peter uh, was told by Jesus to feed my sheep
1: mm-hmm Very, very
2: special conversation, and that's exactly what we see Peter doing in the book of Acts, going and spreading the word of God and bringing um, believers
0: to Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. So what do you remember about this speech, Ashley? I remember it as the place where Jesus asked Peter, do you love me? Do you love Mm -hmm. me? Do you love me? And... There is some discussion on the translation of that word love is Jesus asking, do you agape me? Do you agape me? Do you phileo me? And Peter is saying, I phileo you, I phileo you, I phileo you. And if, if they, ha- and John is writing this. So John knows, yeah. John knows what Jesus is asking and John knows what Peter is replying. And so I just found it interesting that, how do we phileo or do we agape mm-hmm. Jesus? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and so I I thought about I thought about that when I was sitting on this beach and I thought it was really special to be in a place where you could still there's still a good fishing spot on the Sea of Galilee. <laughs>
2: yeah
0: yeah <laughs> they're still they're still getting the same fish there. There's, Yeah, it was just amazing that it's still there, Mm. that human selfishness and greed and corruption and hatred hasn't removed these places, hasn't made them impossible to get to.
1: Exactly, yeah.
2: Everyone who put their feet in the water, you could feel the little fish coming up and nibbling your feet, and some of the younger ones were... Kind of excited and kind of screaming a
1: little bit. Free. It was hard to stand yeah. there and let it happen because it was such a foreign <laughs> feeling. <laughs> oh dear. This one picture um, Wallace took showing Tiberius in the background. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, I think we've got some more pictures of them a little bit later on of Tiberius as well. Uh, the next thing that you all saw was what's been called the Jesus boat. And in researching about this and looking, and they may have mentioned it when you were there, um, discovered in 1986 by fishermen from the Kibbutz uh, Ganasaur, where we had stayed the night. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Uh, drought, a time of drought, and the water had gone down, and this boat began to be obvious. Uh, and so it was dug up uh, and uh, is displayed here. Uh, it, and I think, is this one the real one or a replica? Do y'all remember? I can't recall.
0: I think this is the real one. Mm-hmm. I think this is, yeah, pretty mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. And it's this is evidence that people fished the Sea of Galilee during the time of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so that's why it's significant. It's kind of like the Dead Sea Scrolls. Everything that shows that life happened as the Bible said it happened
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is proof of truth. Right. Absolutely. And it's not very big to think about several men out fishing in a boat like this. That would really be something. Um, that evening, you came back and uh, later that evening, you had said the program before that you all swam in the Sea of Galilee. And then there was that lightning storm uh, as well. I remember them talking about it the next day.
0: Yeah. I I like that. That Go ahead, Ash. I was in our hotel room and I could see flashes and I was like, are you kidding me? I'm at the Sea of Galilee for two nights and a storm is coming just like in the Bible. Like I was so 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 excited so i was i went out and i'm like i'm gonna get the shot that every photographer wants to get with their camera i'm gonna get the lightning shot tonight like that's the pinnacle you know you're a photographer when you've taken a picture of lightning so we went out and tiberius was there sparkling like a diamond because it's it's unbelievable how bright that city is on that shoreline it's like it's electrifying, and it's definitely a city on a hill that cannot be hidden. And the waves were chop- choppy, and it was getting stormy, and it was super biblical, and it was the lightning, and I was, I was so hype from having my stormy night at the Sea of Galilee. I was like, Jesus, you come walking on water right now! Like, I am here for this right now. <laughs>
2: yes and so we thought the highlight we thought the highlight was swimming in the dark in the sea of galilee ashley Mm -hmm. had just taught some of the uh younger ones you know she was they were painting watercolor painting the scenery and everything then we swim we go back to the hotel yes and i don't know if i'm on the phone with mark or something but ashley's like she she knew how excited I would be. She came back <laughs> reporting this had happened. And so we, and we followed it. We followed it along the mountains. We were walking on the grass next to the hotel, but it kept going this direction uh, past Tiberias and continuing uh, past Tiberias. But we walked to the very end of the dock and really there was maybe only two or four people also witnessing this super rare yeah. event, this lightning at this time of year. You know, it's supposed to be a super dry time of year. Yeah, Yeah, the wind was kicking up. And you just, you remember all the stories in the Bible about suddenly, you know, the wind would kick up and there would be a storm. But it was, yeah, it was one of those, like, I cannot believe what is happening right now. And you almost have to say, we are, and go through the whole thing. Can you believe right now? It's like, it's just so surreal.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, that that was that day, and then the next day we went into Northern Galilee, and here's the sun now. Not only were you up late, but then you got up early. So
0: I I got up to watch the sunrise, and I paid a dear price for it because I did not sleep well. I kept dreaming. That I had missed it, and uh, everyone was like, "Why weren't you there?" And so I'm having this like panic attack all night long of, "Don't this is your only moment to watch the Sea of Galilee right. sunrise in your whole life."
1: Well, you did very there, right.
0: you know, right. with extra oil and whatever. So <laughs> <laughs> <that's> <laughs> I got up, I watched the sunrise, and then around like eleven o'clock, I. I crashed, I don't remember much of the rest of the day. <laughs> All right,
2: this
1: up to you. Well, I
2: <laughs> so, guess that up to me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the, um, this is one of Wallace's pictures, Sermon on the Mount View. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I think we see Tiberius over to the right.
2: Yes. Yeah.
1: Uh, right. And uh, then also, uh, I, rem- I remember this part too, him talking about Magdala the fish salting center. And apparently it was that way. I mean, this was a thing they did from the way back because there were salt deposits there. And so okay. as Jesus was talking in the sermon on the Mount, you know, when he talks about uh, the salt and if the salt has lost its savor, you know, what value is it? And there, there it was, the fish salting center, and there was the salt. And then The city on a hill cannot be hid. And there it was, and and you can easily see it. Uh, Just that was a really wonderful moment to me to be there thinking of Jesus talking to the people, giving them these strong lessons for uh, behavior uh, and attitude as well. Uh, And it just was that was exciting to me to, to, to see. That Jesus and we know he used the things that were at hand, but it's neat to be there to see the at hand, you know, instead of visualizing it from what you read. So that was really great. And that it's still there. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the his references. You know, we we (laughs) understand salt because we use salt in America. So we we know what he's talking about. But when you're there, Mm -hmm. you're seeing That's the city. That's the salt. Those are the fields where the seed is being scattered. Like you were in the environment that he was referencing to those people. Mm
1: -hmm. And that's
0: really special.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, From here, uh, we went on into uh, the city of Hatzor, I think is how it's pronounced. Hatzor? Hazor, Hazor, yeah, and Beersheba, and uh, this is one that, uh, and this was a, a marker to tell about the national park. Um, Jesus, I'm sorry, Joshua burned this city when the Israelites had uh, conquered Canaan in Joshua 11 verse 11, and then apparently Hazor was destroyed again by Deborah and uh, Balak in Judges chapter four. There was a, a Canaanite ceremonial palace, I think was one of the things we may have seen. Uh, Solomon used it as his northern administrative center in 1 Kings nine fifteen, but it wasn't a place where people lived again uh, from that, to at that time. Um, but uh, we see at the time of Joshua, here's, uh, from the time of Joshua, some of the ruins uh, excavated that far back—it's just amazing. You know, we we go and we see old things in Europe that are several, you know, thousand, a couple of thousand years. These are like thousands and thousands and thousands. It's just amazing.
0: Yeah, um, these are over five thousand, six thousand years old. Yeah. In that previous picture, I don't know why this was one of the few things I remembered in my feverish, probably COVID state, but on the right, there's a set of stairs that dates to pre-Joshua, to Canaanite times, like old, 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 most perfect set of stairs out in the middle of nowhere. Whoever engineered those stairs, wow. I, they looked brand new. I couldn't believe
1: it. I was just like they were ruins, isn't
0: it? But they look completely, completely carved out of rock. Perfect corners, no cracks, no issues. Seven, you know, just a set of seven thousand year old stairs out in the middle of Israel.
1: That's right. Um, Did
0: it right. Did it right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Martha Stewart would approve of those stairs. Those are
1: all right stairs, for sure. Uh, So, again, a gate into the city, the Canaanite temple area that was here uh, in uh, this town. Uh, This from the middle Canaanite period, it says in the 17th and 14th centuries uh, before Christ. Um, And, you know, it was um, either here's the evidence of the burning, either by Joshua or Deborah you see this strip of dark where you can tell that uh, that's a a line of ash that was there. And Luke told about that. You know, he was always, I mean, we always stopped him and he told us archeological evidence and uh, what was real and what was, you know, traditional or what was a probable, what was a definite, you know, sort of thing. He was really good with that. and then this is looking out over the city, some more, out over the ruins. And there we are. There y'all are. Y'all took such good pictures. So,
2: so I think we're locked, walking along. Are we now at the Tell Dan Nature Reserve? Is that where we're walking at this point?
1: Going okay. towards where yeah I'm um, the know, gold- I, I wars- I, 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 I myself am kind of lost, but I had this next picture of Abel. But Micah, Micah, where, and this is where Joab pursued Sheba uh, in this area. Sheba was one who rebelled against David. and, And when he rebelled in 2 Samuel chapter 20 and verses 14 through 22, when Sheba rebelled against David. Then Joab and his men went after him, and they besieged this city uh, where he was, the city of Abel, battering the walls to get in. They were working their way, you know, just beating them down. And this wise woman of the city, she came over and she said, "Excuse me." <laughs> no, I shouldn't say it like that. But she's, she was like Joab. She said, "You know, people used to come here for wisdom." So you know we have wisdom here. What is what is it that you want? And Joab said, "I'm looking for Sheba," and she said, "Well, if we give him to you, will you leave us alone?" He says, "Sure." So, lopped off his head and threw it over the wall. And there it went. I say threw it, but then you know, his head comes over the wall. Joab, Joab says, "Okay, we're good," and away they went. I mean, you know. It was a wise oh, yeah. woman in the, or wise woman in the sense that she saved the town because Joab was intent upon getting Sheba. Had they protected him, Joab would have destroyed the city. Um, but uh, ooh, you know, poor Sheba. He yeah. thought he was coming for refuge, and he got off with his head instead. So I think
2: um, I think this was a spontaneous stop. He thought about it. I don't think he'd done it before. And so like, who wants to see this? So a handful of us, yeah, sure. And so only then do we realize, wow, there is a very narrow road here and a semi started coming toward us. And so I could see there was a place off to the left and I kind of got out of the way of this semi. We all ran ahead and kind of found our safe spot. And Luke came back when we were done. Luke came back and said, "Like, yeah, that's probably not part of the tour anymore." So this, I feel like, it's a special moment for two reasons. (laughs) It's never, it's never gonna happen again because it's just not. There's not enough safety there. The other thing that was, this is the moment where I found this long bullet that I carried with me for a couple of few days, and I was gonna bring it home and chickened out at the last minute and dropped it in the flower (laughs) vase. On the way to the airport. So that's what I remember. Yes. It's all coming back to me now, Isla.
1: That's good. Well, okay. that's good. <laughs> moving, moving on from the bullet story. That's good. That's a good story. Now. <laughs> um, the next place we stopped was in Dan, uh, the tell of, of Dan. And this was a, uh Thing that was up not at the very beginning of it, uh, that um, therefore the children of Dan went up to fight against Leshen. I don't have my glasses, and took it and dwelt therein and called Leshen Dan after the name of Dan their father. Apparently, a really nice place to live. And so the uh, children of Dan, because it was their commission from God to clear all the Canaanites out of the land. And they went ahead and did that here uh, and made this their city. Um, This, uh, a tributary of the Jordan. And it's just, I love running water anyway. And the, you know, this water like this is just, it's so exciting to me, but uh, here was a place where there was water that came out of or, Close to from the stone up here, uh, and I think it was. Oh, I guess I didn't get a good picture of it. Uh, this was, uh, yeah, up, way up here. You can kind of see there was an open place. I know I, y'all had pictures of going up into that area where the water was coming from.
2: Very pretty water. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. And you know the that, Jordan
0: River. That look.
1: Go ahead, Ashley, please. That-
0: sorry, that location um, is um, a place where they used to worship the God Pan. And it's traditionally known as the site where as Jesus and his apostles were walking and he asked, who do people say that I am? And Peter said, you are the Christ. And he said, on this rock, I will build my church. This is the traditional site where that um, would have happened. Mm
1: hmm. Mm-hmm. Very, um, cool. Very nice. Um, into the city, then the ruins of the city of Dan. And um, you had to walk up. It was interesting in all these cities, there was no just big open front gate. Okay, just come on in. You had to kind of maneuver around and that was to prevent armies from just uh, assaulting them straight ahead. Uh, the only way to get up was to go alongside and all. uh I do remember him talking about this area, wasn't it, that was a an idol, a, an altar to an idol at, at some point.
2: There was one kind of at the base, and that seemed that we kept climbing and, and following this trail. And then that um, eventually led to the site where they worshipped the golden calf yeah. at Dan. Yeah, and
1: this was... Right. Yeah. One of the areas there, yeah, and we we come. I think we get another picture a little closer in, because it was where this metal enclosure is was the area, wasn't it? Where they the Dan worship was. Uh, Very sad place. A sad,
2: sad place where God, who deserved, you know, he deserves every soul's loyalty. And love and devotion to him, and that people were instead worshiping mm-hmm. the golden calf. Which a lot of it is what people are worshiping today. A lot of it had to do with um, sexual recklessness would be involved in a lot of this. And so, essentially, this generation was trading God in for exactly what our generation, you know, it seems to also be addicted to. And um, willing to just remove all wisdom in order to mm-hmm. do what they want to do.
1: Yeah, so true. The next spot was uh, a gate called Abraham's Gate. Again, mud walls, I believe is what it was here. When uh, Lot and his family and possessions were Captured and carried off by some of the Canaanite people, Uh, then Abraham went to rescue them, and he came here to this area where they were had been taken and rescued them from here, Uh, and so this was called uh, Abraham's, uh, sorry, Abraham's uh, Gate. It was.
2: It was. It -hmm. was so. I couldn't believe it. It probably was the most undersold stuff that we made during the whole trip. It was more like (laughs) we went to these other sites and it's like, you know what? There's one more at the end. Whoever's got the energy, if you don't feel like it, go ahead and go to the bus. But, you know, there's one more thing that we could see. We could just sneak it in. And I'm like, boom. I'm like, I could not believe my eyes. Abraham's gate is gorgeous.
1: And it's old too,
2: and so old.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: You couldn't yeah, really I mean, approach it any closer than what you're seeing,
0: but mm-hmm. it was amazing. Any opportunity to see architecture from the Book of Genesis, sign me up. Yeah. I was, I was really thrilled to see this too. This was, I, I couldn't believe it was still there.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the
0: color right.
1: of it, everything. Hmm. Yep. Um. Wow. Let's see. Uh. Then on to another one. Here is Caesarea, Philippi, another water source, uh, and um, I think this was, as you had referred to, was traditionally where Jesus had said, uh, "Is this uh, who do you who do men say that I am?" Matthew 16. Um, Mount Hermon in the distance. uh, And then uh, the Damascus Road where Saul of Tarsus was traveling from along, I should say, in Acts chapter 9 when the Lord brought him to his knees and uh, blinded him with the light and uh, send him on so that uh, Ananias could teach him what he needed to do to be saved.
0: Was this when we were parked on the border of Lebanon? Do you remember if that's when they were taking these pictures? I do.
2: I do remember that when we are in the Tell Dan that it bordered right where that yeah. was happening. That that pagan, that idolatrous worship that is on that border. So I. Th- I think what you're saying could be very well be accurate.
0: Yeah, it was, they were also talking about the different Israeli wars that had happened, mm-hmm. but.
2: Mm-hmm. The Valley of Tears, they called it. Mm-hmm. The Valley of Tears.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Not sure if we're that far along on our bus ride at this point, but yeah.
0: I think that's, yeah.
2: But I think, are we looking into Syria
1: Could be. I know at one point where we stopped was, I mean, we're very close to Syria. Yeah. I'm not sure whether it was here or not. Okay. Um, Let's see. And then on to beautiful waters here. More of the, this is where we came to the Jordan River. Uh Uh, And uh, we did some standing in the river uh, and um, just, a lot of in this area, I remember seeing people that were uh, wanting to be baptized in the Jordan River. Uh, that uh, and where we're baptized is not the important thing. Uh, we know that um, it's just the fact that we are immersed in water for the remission of our sins, and that's how the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us, as the Scripture tells us. But how it's just so interesting to be at that water where we know this is where the Lord was, uh, you know, where our Lord and savior was. What did y'all feel of being at that area?
0: I think my my only regret from this trip is not just immersing myself just for the sake of being surrounded by the water in the Jordan river. Um, <laughs> It was really, really beautiful there, and it wasn't crowded at all, which was really special because I've seen pictures and videos where there are crowds there, probably on holidays, um, mm-hmm. to all get baptized for extra biblical purposes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but yeah, that was I really liked that. It was, mm-hmm. it was, it was so refreshing after being at Dan. Dan was super, super dark, so this was really healing. Mm-hmm. For my yeah. soul after being a dam. Dam was probably my least favorite vibe mm-hmm. of the whole.
2: <laughs> it seems that Luke Luke had so well planned our trip that often, you know, obviously he knew it was going to be very warm days, but almost every evening there was a stop by some water that had mm-hmm. significant biblical meaning to it. And mm-hmm. so this water the Jordan River, yes, the um where Jesus fulfilled all righteousness by being baptized by John. Um, I mean it was probably the least clean looking water that we had seen, if I remember correctly, that it it was like, do I really want to put my faith in this? Yeah. Luke had warned us about that. And so um, but yeah, really, really special stuff.
1: Mm hmm. Um, This is the end of this day number eight. And the next part is the last day. Uh, We have one more day uh, of our trip to go. Um, We didn't talk about excuse us, audience. We didn't talk about this. Shall we go ahead? Do you think or would you rather make another program?
0: Let's let's make another one. Alrighty. All yeah.
1: righty. So we we'll stop we can. here because, you know, to me this I love the nature. I love this the water and all of this is just so special that it's such a beautiful place to come to an end on this program. I think so. so.
2: Yes, yeah, I agree, Isla. Looking forward to the next program. So we'll be coming up on Armageddon in our next um, conversation. We're going to talk about Mar- Mount Carmel. We are going to talk about Caesarea. And so maybe we'll throw in a few extra travel tips if we've got some extra time. Things that we did that kind of added um meaning to our trip that maybe we haven't mentioned yet in these programs and thank you so much everyone who has been watching uh, and and learning and from what we saw and uh it's such a blessing to be able to bring these photos to you good night good night everyone good night